into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. If you're new to the show, it's game week, kids. And I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. It's always game time for Two Rivers Ford. When you go out and visit them in Mount Juliet, they'll put you in the best possible position to succeed. Put Two Rivers Ford on your team today. Superbook Sports, the best sports book app out there. I promise you, you will enjoy the betting process even more than you already do, especially when they match your first bet up to $1,000, no matter if it wins or loses. Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com helps you win with the Intel Edge. So don't be dumb. Be a smart person. Go get the Intel Edge that you need to succeed in this Nashville real estate market at GaryAshton.com. All right, so uh, we were in the locker room today. It's been, because I wasn't there for the first open locker room of the season, but that was my first time inside the practice facility locker room, I think, since Kansas City week, 2019, before they played in the AFC Championship game, which is crazy to think about. Now I've obviously been in the locker room since then, uh, two preseason, three preseason games, one in Baltimore and two at home. But it was just like uh, it was kind of a jarring experience to be back inside the uh, the locker room and have the opportunity to talk to a lot of different guys, which was great. Got a lot done today, and it was lovely to be able to do so. So we're appreciative of the players and Titans PR for kind of accommodating that and making that happen again like the old days. Uh, and one of these players that we spoke to at length was Josh Gordon. Now. He came in on the practice squad once the Titans signed Racing McMath or put Racing McMath rather on IR. With that being said, they put Cody Hollister on the active roster to replace McMath's at 53 man spot. Josh Gordon came in on the practice squad and had his first practice in a Titans uniform today. Now, I think that there's a couple of different ways that you can look at this because I feel differently today than I did when the initial transaction was made. And I'm going to explain to you why I feel differently today in just a second. But first, I would love for you to start us off with your Two Rivers Ford take on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Real simple. How long do you think it will take Josh Gordon to make the Titans 53-man roster? Let me know in the comment section. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, we'd be happy to have you. Um, how long do you think it will take Josh Gordon to make the active 53? That doesn't mean that he's going to be active on game days, because remember, there's a 46-man roster that he will still have to make if he wants to play in an actual game for Tennessee. But just to get on the active roster, how long do you think, how, how much, and listen, Josh Gordon's availability has been in question basically since 2015. It's been a long time since he's been the kind of Pro Bowl caliber receiver that we all saw having 1,000-yard seasons with Brandon Whedon as his quarterback for the godforsaken Browns. So, you know, you got to grade this on a curve, but understand the Titans wide receiver position is not necessarily a strength at this point. So we'll talk about it together, um, and I'll get I'll let you hear from Josh Gordon here in just a second. In fact, talking to Josh Gordon today, I thought I learned a lot about where he is in his process. 
and he seems to be doing well. We got some extremely well talented group of guys here. You know, obviously now 22. We talk about the young receivers we just drafted. Uh, Kyle, I think. Yep. You know, great footwork. You know, got some tremendous talent here. How do you feel, uh, uh, Josh, kind of about the mental health situation for you? I know you've had some situations in the past. Do you feel like you're in a good place now? Uh, come around here. I do. I do. I feel like I'm in a great place. Uh, you know, I think uh, past few years probably been rough on everybody. COVID, and, you know, recession, whatever's going on for you, you know. So, but uh, I'm blessed to have me and my family support me, and uh, the team as well. You know, Coach Rabel, the general manager here, you know, the rest of the teammates. You know, uh, my position coach here, and uh, the Titans extended every resource to help me out, and uh, I definitely will take them up on that offer. But for now, I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm enjoying myself here. So that's Josh Gordon. Um, and obviously there are some uncomfortable questions that get asked in that setting, right? Because of his history. Now we'll go through why I feel differently today after talking to Josh and watching him at practice than I did when the initial signing was made right after I tell you about the people who make the Two Rivers Ford take possible. That, of course, is Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is your best place to buy your next vehicle, whether it's new or one of their certified pre-owned vehicles, Two Rivers Ford has got you covered because they always make the buying process a breeze for you. No matter how you like to shop, Two Rivers Ford is there to make it happen. If you know exactly what kind of Ford you want, Two Rivers Ford will custom order it for you and deliver it when it gets manufactured. Or if you have an idea but you're not quite sure about the exact car that you want, you can reach out to any of Two, River, Two Rivers Ford non-commissioned sales staff and they will stay on the lookout for you and contact you when a vehicle that might work arrives in stock. The Built For You program is something that I did. You guys know how much I love my 2022 Ford Explorer because I got exactly the vehicle that I wanted, exactly the color that I like, and exactly the uh, customizable accessories that come with that vehicle. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, they can do the same for you. Start your search today at tworiversford.com. So, how long do you think it will take uh, Josh Gordon to make the active roster for the Titans? Because I had, I had thought about this for quite some time, and I had not realized until I looked at Pro Football Reference today that he played in 12 games last year for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, he has been getting some work over the course of the last two seasons. Now, obviously, uh, there was a uh, there was a situation where in 2019, he spent time on two teams. He was not on a roster in 2020. Came back with the Chiefs last year and really did not have much production to speak of whatsoever. He did have one touchdown in the regular season for Kansas City, and obviously, they did advance further than the Titans did in the postseason. But looking around at what Josh Gordon has been here lately, it's been a pretty precipitous decline um, since he was, you know, since he returned the first couple seasons from his suspension. Now, he did have one significant year with the New England Patriots um, that I think a lot of us remember in 2018, where it did seem like he was going to start to return to form. He was about 27 years old at the time. He's now 31. And all these different things for Josh Gordon, you're like, okay, maybe wh where is the uh, where is the where is the where is the disconnect, right? Where is the disconnect for Josh Gordon, and what is exactly is not clicking? And the answer is 
this guy has been through a lot. Now, uh, you would look at the reasons why he has missed a considerable amount of time, why he was suspended for two straight seasons back-to-back in, I think, 15 and 16. Um, He has been suspended by the league a total of six times and a seventh suspension coming from the Cleveland Browns. You would look at that for marijuana usage, and you would say, uh, well, yeah, it is a situation where a lot of this is self-inflicted, right? He's clearly got uh he, it's a, it's the Stephen A Smith thing right stay off the weed I don't do it as well as Stephen A does but you get my drift um but then you run into this thing that is super complicated and if any of you guys or gals have experienced or been through it yourselves or had a family member go through addiction of any sort you know that there's more layers to it than oh this guy just can't this guy just can't get off the hippie lettuce right it's not that cut and dry and it was good for me to hear at least that Josh Gordon had uh, received on the front end all of the available resources that the Titans are willing to provide him both uh, if mental health wise uh, addiction. Um, addiction treatment wise, like they are going above and beyond. It sounds like, and it sounds like Kansas city and Seattle, uh, offered him the same resources, but it's a matter of, okay, can he be in a, an environment where he's going to take advantage of it and still produce? Cause that's what it, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Can he play? Can he produce in an offense in ways that he really has not in, in the better part of three or four years, um, Jose Benitez says weed isn't a big deal. I, I, I listen, everybody has a different position on marijuana usage. It's obviously not illegal or not legal in the entire country where we do this show in Nashville, Tennessee. It is decriminalized uh, in the city of Nashville, but it is still illegal in the state. It is not federally legalized nationwide. And the NFL still, uh, obviously drug tests for it, even though the position on marijuana has softened um, quite significantly. So it is a big deal in the state of Tennessee, given that he plays in a state where this is going to be something that is monitored. Um, and again, it goes beyond the situation. I, I don't care how you feel about weed one way or the other. What I care about is that does, does Josh Gordon have the support around him to get himself in a place where he can, if nothing else, be available and manage whatever it is that he needs to manage. Now, I'm obviously not promoting illicit drug use um, at this point. Monsoon Monahan says Gordon is in a good locker room, is is now in a good locker room. But, I, you know, I don't, think, I don't think that Kansas City is considered a bad locker room. I don't think Seattle was considered a bad locker room. It just... It just seems like there are some deeper-seated demons there that are difficult to understand because Josh Gordon has been ready to come back several times and not been able to complete the process. Um, and that that continues to be a mystery to everybody but Josh Gordon because I think one of the hallmarks of addiction is everything can seem fine on the surface level and there can be a million different things going on beyond uh what it is that an individual is is projecting at the time right that's that's what makes it so hard to manage because you may have no idea that it's going that way and then all of a sudden it spirals out of control and it manifests itself in a terrible way 
depending on what it is the addiction is to. Uh, Vrabel not going to put up with uh, BS as Howling Wolf. Yeah, but it's not like a- Andy Reid is not like known as some kind of soft-hearted guy. Andy Reid's out here playing Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and a bunch of Chiefs starters full halves in the preseason because he thinks they need the physical contact and reps in live game action despite having been to Super Bowls recently. Like, it's nonsense. Um, So it's not like Vrabel and Andy Reid are that different as far as, hey, we're going to manage this thing to a certain extent. So regardless of what his addiction is to, it's about how Josh Gordon manages his addiction and then provides himself the opportunity to produce on a football field. Lays, uh, Lane Eisenhagen says weed is not addictive. Well, that's, of course, nonsense. There are plenty of people who have who have struggled with, uh, struggled with that, and Josh Gordon is a case study. Uh, it may not be addictive to many people, and again, I'm not bashing weed. I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying that in certain circumstances, there are no blanket statements that are applicable to this situation, and so you must be cognizant of that. You cannot say as a blanket statement that weed is not addictive and then show me Josh Gordon in a locker room and say, yeah, I mean, it's clearly like there's a million caffeine is addictive. I I'm addicted to caffeine. I'm addicted to a great many things uh, in my life that I wish that I I'm addicted to screen time for God's sakes. I think I spend about 16 hours a day during the season on my phone. That's a legitimate addiction. So don't tell me that X, Y, and Z is not addictive. If somebody is clearly and obviously displayed addictive tendencies, to it. Um, so I think that, you know, I think that all of these things have to be factored in. And so when I, when I say, I think it's likely that Josh Gordon makes the active roster. I I don't know if he's going to play against the giants. I don't know if he's going to play against the bills. I don't know if he makes it from 53 to 46 in any kind of quick, uh, quick or, you know, clear way. Like, I don't think it's that cut and dry just because we know Josh Gordon at some point was a more talented player than the likes of Des Fitzpatrick and Cody Hollister, who currently occupies a 53-man spot. So when do I think it'll happen? You know, I would I would say if if depending on McMath's availability, I would say that it is probably it it is likely that Josh Gordon would find a roster spot, provided that he stays on track which is not a given, but provided that he stays on track. And he's done he's done well the last couple of years to do so. He, he's been with the Chiefs for some time. But uh, I think that, you know, within the first month of the season, if McMath is not available, I would expect, I would expect Josh Gordon, provided he stay on the proper path, I would expect him to occupy a 53-man roster spot. So within the first month, I think makes a lot of sense. Uh, we will uh, we will hear from Josh Gordon again because I want to ask you what your ex- expectations are for him because I'm, I'm going to give you some numbers that may change your expectations for Josh Gordon depending on how you feel about the player at this point in his career. We will talk about it together right after I remind you. Well, I'll ask you the question first and foremost before I uh, get to uh, get to the next part of the show. How long, or rather, uh, what are your expectations for Josh Gordon in the Titans offense? It can be as simple as what role he's going to play. If you feel like giving statistical expectations, you are welcome to do so. Whatever you define as your expectation, maybe you don't have expectations for Josh Gordon. I think that's I think that's a completely reasonable answer. 
So what are your expectations for this player in the Titans offense? Let's talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And while you do that, I will tell you about the place where your expectations should always be sky high because you know they're going to live up to them. That's the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Gary Ashton, they are the best in the business. Not only are they the best in the business, not only are they the top REMAX team in the state of Tennessee, they're the top REMAX team in the entire world based on how REMAX judges these things. So first and foremost, congratulations to Gary and his team for becoming the number one REMAX team in the world in 2021, an incredible accomplishment. They will put you in the position to succeed just as they have done for hundreds of thousands of people in Middle Tennessee. If you want your dream address without the stress, Gary Ashton has the intel to make sure that happens. If you want to sell your home for more, Gary Ashton has the intel to make sure that you can. If you want to cash in on your home equity and win the buyer battle, the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage is the place for you. Get the Intel Edge to succeed. And if you're selling, make sure you don't sell without the Intel that the Ashton team can provide at GaryAshton.com. So expectations for Josh Gordon. I don't think you gotta be, I don't think you gotta get crazy with it. I think that it can be wide-ranging, and I expect your guys' answers to be. Um, let's see. Just uh let's Dago says. 35 receptions, 300 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, Van Jeffrey says three touchdowns and 550 receiving yards. Um, Eric Castillo says better than Julio Jones. I'll call it a win. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know that Josh Gordon, I mean, Josh Gordon is three years younger, but consider this. And now it's important to note that Kansas City did offer him a spot on his on their practice squad, but did not give him an active roster spot. Josh Gordon chose to come to Tennessee as opposed to staying in Kansas City. So that is not lost on me because there are probably going to be more opportunities for him here, even though the Chiefs also did blow up their wide receiving core this year. Uh, 20 targets, says Nav, 454, 12 receptions max. And honestly, that's a realistic expectation for Josh Gordon because let me give you what his season was last year with the Chiefs. He played in 12 games. He was only targeted 14 times. He caught only five passes for 32 yards. He did have a touchdown reception uh, in 2019, because remember, he wasn't in the league in 2020. In 2019, when he split time between the Patriots and the Seahawks, he, uh, he was more productive, but not much more. He played in six games for the Patriots. He caught 20 passes. For 287 yards and a touchdown. He went to Seattle. He played in five games there. Um, he was targeted 11 times. He only caught seven passes, 139 yards, no touchdowns, but his yards per reception was substantially higher. He has not eclipsed really even 300 yards, um, or rather, he has not eclipsed 500 yards since 2018. So it's been a long time. Uh, his last season with the Browns, it would appear to be the last time, and uh, he split time with the Browns and the Patriots in 2018. He had 737 yards total between those two teams, and he played in 13 games. So with Josh Gordon, like I think that 20 targets, 12 receptions, I think that's a lot closer to who he is right now. 
And that may stun people because you still associate Josh Gordon with uh, athletic gifts and a lot of ability and a lot of different stuff, but it's just not that right now. MB says simply expectations if he's still on the roster by midseason. And I think that's fair, right? He has not been able to, he has not been able to make it work. And I, and I'm not, I haven't been obviously in the Cleveland locker room, don't cover the chiefs. And I'm, you know, hardly anybody can get good information out of the Patriots to understand why things don't go right. But you know, it is a, it is another fresh start for Josh Gordon. It would be fresh start number somewhere, you know, number seven or eight, depending on if you count suspensions or new teams that he's playing for. Um, but for Josh, it seems like he's in a good mindset right now. We'll see how much that actually carries over, though. What's going on? What, uh, I guess, what'd you think when you when you heard the Titans were reaching out and bringing you on the board for the, or the practice squad? What's your feelings? Uh, you know, I'm excited about an opportunity, and being in the NFL is a you know, blessing. So, you know, uh, I took it as that, and I'm um, enjoying my time here and, and looking forward to contributing. What's it like joining a new team, getting up to speed with teammates, coaches, playbook, and how do you keep it from being too overwhelming? Uh, Got to try to try to control what I can control about it, you know, ask for help, knowing who to ask for help from, uh, studying. Um, stuff on stuff that I can do to try to minimize, I think, all that anxiety part of the game like that. But for the most part, of course, I think I got a good routine down, you know, uh, getting ready, getting ready and making sure I'm available for Coach Newsman. So that's Josh Gordon in the locker room today. A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studio. Uh, D-Mac says, needless to say, it's his last shot at the league. I've, th- I've thought that Josh Gordon's time has been up several times, and he continues to get jobs. So to his credit, I mean, there is something there that is still appealing. And he had to, you know, he had to work out for the Titans, and they obviously liked him enough in the workout to put him on the practice squad. Beyond that, who's to say? But I think that uh, we'll continue to uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on the situation. It's good that he has a full week of ramp up to kind of get up to speed, get settled, get comfortable, and we'll see how much uh, we'll see how much further he can make it. Um, we will, uh, and you know, honestly, like for him, and I don't know Josh personally. I just met him today for the first time, and you know, it wasn't it was hardly a meeting. It was just like, hey, there's Josh Gordon in his locker. You guys want to go talk to him? Sure, let's put cameras in front of his face and ask him a bunch of questions about addiction recovery. Like that was my introduction to Josh Gordon today. It's sometimes it's not necessarily the most comfortable thing, um, but you know these are important questions that need to be asked. But I I hope that he I hope that he thrives in whatever circumstance because I just think it's such a it's such a difficult uh, it's such a difficult perspective to look at him and make any kind of harsh or make any kind of definitive judgments because you don't know who this guy is really you don't know what's going on in his personal life that would cause these problems you don't know what his relationship is with uh substances that he's clearly struggled with in the past other than it's really been a hindrance to him um it's not like people speak ill of him as a teammate but the availability thing is the thing that kind of you know continues to pop up 
nobody can fix that but Josh and the support system that he's tried to build around himself. And I hope for his sake that uh, that he continues to make positive progress in that way. And if he makes any kind of a resurgence at at 20 uh, or rather at 31 years old, then more power to him. Um, we'll see how it goes. We already know what Josh is, says NAV 454, and it's not great. He's just taking reps away from rookies unproven guys. Well, no, that's just – that's simply not true. He's on the practice squad, so he's running scout team shit. He's not taking reps away from anybody. Like the people that he's taking reps away from are people that we already know what they are. They are the Des Fitzpatricks of the world. Are you hugely impressed with the Des Fitzpatrick experience? No, of course you're not. Uh, Mason Kinsey is somebody who he will be sharing reps with now as a practice squad player. Are you hugely concerned about the lack of reps that Mason Kinsey is not getting because of Josh Gordon? Of course you're not. It's nonsense. Um, so it's not like it's not like that is going to be a hindrance to any kind of unknown commodities that you have on the roster. The biggest problem with the Titans wide receiving core is that you largely know what you have and that what you have right now is not overwhelmingly great. How much better or how much more somebody like Traylon Burks and his progression throughout the course of the season can give you to kind of raise that ceiling for the Titans wide receiver core is what we're watching. But, you know, he's on the, uh, uh, Burks is on the active roster and, and Gordon is on the practice squad until then, you know, it is what it is. Mason says, I would love to smoke a J with Josh after a Titans dub. Well, you know, I listen, man, uh, <laughs> Maybe, maybe do not encourage the behavior that has cost him the playing time on the field as a means of celebration. But you know, uh, more power to you, whatever the case may be. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on. Darius Horton says, "Buck, did Buck get a new haircut? That boy fade is fresh." Yes. Listen, no free ads uh, for my guy, um, Demarcus Drumright. But he always, he always. I actually, it's the fade is so good, Darius that. I was accused from a distance of using just for men in my beard because of how much darker the beard is compared to my uh, compared to my fade here. Now I do have some grays. I do have some grays in my beard, and I I do start. I have started to get some grays in my sideburns, but uh, yeah, they always they always treat me right. Uh, again, no free ads, but this I've had the same barber for seven years. My guy absolutely kills it. I would recommend him ten times out of ten, um, but of course, no free ads. Uh, let's wrap things up with, this is a free site. The best thing that I saw on the internet this week, uh, here is the, here's the question that we're going to ask you guys about. And by the way, it's game week. A to Z is going to have exhaustive coverage for you. Um, obviously, uh, between what Austin and Zach are doing in the, uh, pre halftime and post game show on game day, I'm going to do, I'm going to be doing a Titans game day morning again, before I do pregame radio for uh, two hours on 104.5 The Zone. And, of course, I'm covering all the games for you. I'm traveling to every NFL city that's on the Titans schedule this year. We're going to have fantastic coverage for you, and you can read a lot more at a to Z Um, All right, let us ask you the this is a free site question. It's real simple because there was a lot of great college football played this weekend, um, some not-so-great college football taking place this evening between Clemson and Georgia Tech. But I want to know who had the worst weekend in football, Brian Kelly, Gene Chizik, or anybody who watched the Iowa game. Let me know at Facebook on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We will talk about this together 
right after I tell you about our friends at Superbook Sports. That is the place that you should be wagering all your college football action on. Uh, That is the place that will make it so easy on you. They, in fact, will match your first bet up to $1,000 whether the bet wins or loses. They've got all kinds of great odds boosts on college football, on pro football. If you're betting baseball right now, they've got you covered there as well. Every other major sport you can bet on in the Superbook Sports app. Terms and conditions, go to Superbook.com. Gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. All right, college football uh, this weekend was wild. It was glorious, it was ugly, it was messy, it was sloppy, it was everything that you wanted it to be. Uh, But there were three parties, I thought, that had particularly bad weekends. Brian Kelly, as the head coach of the LSU Tigers, who lost on a blocked extra point after scoring the touchdown that would have tied the game against Florida State, who, by the way, tried to choke away that game um, towards the end. I thought found it a fireable offense to pitch it on the one-yard line. Mike Norvell, get the hell out of here. It could be Gene Chizik, who is the defensive coordinator of North Carolina. Now, they did win their game against App State, but just barely, only because the App State overthrew his wide receiver on a two-point conversion that would have given them the win after Gene Chizik's defense gave up 40 points, 4-0, 40 points in the fourth quarter and a touchdown on a two-play, nine-second drive that would have theoretically put them under had the quarterback for App State not overthrown the receiver on the two-point conversion. So Brian Kelly, Gene Chizik, or anybody who watched the Iowa game, Iowa scored seven points. There was a uh, there was a safety and there was a field goal, not a touchdown. A safety and a field goal is how they got to seven points. It was hideous, absolutely hideous to watch that uh, to watch that game. Um, <laughs> who had the worst weekend? Brian Kelly, Gene Chizik, or anyone who watched the Iowa game? Uh, <laughs> for Puka, she says, Brian Kelly making a comeback and losing a blocked extra point couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah, Brian Kelly seems like a real sweetheart on the sidelines. You're right, Puka. I'm sure you say that in jest. Eric Castillo says, Scott Frost, they did win this week, Nebraska did, but they really did struggle against North Dakota. Like, it took it took a fourth-quarter rally for a, uh, a formerly great college football powerhouse to barely squeak by the likes of North Dakota. UCLA says Stephen 1986 just because their fans didn't show up and said, oh, it's hot. Uh, yeah, but I don't blame them. They were playing Bowling Green, um, who is one of the worst uh, college football programs in the country right now. And it was like 110 degrees. And if you're going to do something in L.A., it would be better than what, you know, having your skin sizzle in the uh, in the Rose Bowl watching a terrible product between Chip Kelly and Bowling Green. Like, I don't blame the UCLA fans for not showing up. There's so many better things to do in Los Angeles than that. Dominic Jones says, anybody who watched the Iowa game? Yes, that is correct. Snooze says two safeties. Forgive me. Yes, that would only be five points if it was one safety. Two safeties is what the Iowa uh, defense was able to come up with. Unbelievable, unbelievably bad football. I would say that it would be anybody who watched the Iowa game, but the way that Brian Kelly lost was uh, laugh out loud funny and goes along with his continually cringy offseason. So this video resurfaced. This is, of course, Brian Kelly trying very hard to seduce a recruit uh, with some of the new-aged and uh, TikTok-focused recruiting um, things that are at his disposal. 
this player, whose name escapes me at the moment, did not commit to LSU ultimately after this video went viral. He ended up committing to Alabama. Now, this video, again, resurfaced after Brian Kelly lost a game that he should have at least played in overtime because the extra point was blocked by Florida State after they also tried their best to lose that game last night. Brian Kelly, terrible, terrible job this weekend, just on the whole. All right, uh, that is going to do it for us at Chill Mode says, please make it stop. It's just, it's so bad that it's it's great. It's so bad. It's so good. Anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight. Happy to have you guys back. Ready to do it before a Titans game this week. Um, going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of great conversations over the next couple of weeks. Tomorrow on the radio show, Mike Golick Jr., he was on the call for Florida and Utah, um, which was another spectacular game this weekend. And he has has some thoughts on the Titans as a proposition in the AFC South. So we'll talk to Mike Golick Jr. tomorrow on the radio show from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. We hope to catch you guys there. Primetime show back tomorrow night. Have a great rest of your evening. Enjoy what little remains of your weekend. And I will see you at some point tomorrow. There's Matt All right, Prater. we haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what that's but, it. But we got a couple more questions. No, that's <laughs> it. Peace out by the GM. <laughs> <laughs>